I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Balancing Strength and Tenderness It might sound like being strong and tender is counterintuitive. Though it's a hard balance to strike, you can achieve both if you emulate a proper role model. When it comes to being strong, we need to be well fortified. We need to have the armor of God on. We need to be unassailable and shore ourselves up with the Word of God. But being formidable doesn't mean we should lose our tenderness and compassion. We are more effective friends and ministry partners when we are empathetic and compassionate when it comes to assisting and listening to the problems of others. Jesus listened. He extended compassion. The ill, the blind, the lame, and the ostracized all benefited from it. But he was also strong when the occasion called for it. In John two thirteen to 22 we see a Jesus filled with righteous indignation stand up to the corrupt church leaders. He turned the tables on the money changers and wept for his beloved Jerusalem in front of the disciples. Talk about a powerful blend of tough and tender. We would do well to model Jesus. He embodied what it means to be both in any given situation. Our Lord God wants us to succeed in this noble task. In Deuteronomy 32.10, we read that God found man in his desert land. He surrounded him, instructed him, and guarded him. When we are filled with the instruction of God and guarded by him, we are prepared to face our challenges and fight our battles. But Jesus also wants us to express that love and kindness. In 1 John 3.17, we read that if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Join me in asking God to cultivate resolve in standing up for what is godly and right while maintaining a heart filled with tenderness and compassion. And I'd like to share an entry from my upcoming book, The Vault Door, entitled Lessons from God's Creatures. Jesus' Bittersweet Ride. When it comes to international jet setters, travel budgets know no bounds. If the Sultan of Brunei is hit with a bout of wanderlust, he simply summons one of his six planes and two choppers to take him from point A to point B. And many an Arab playboy has been known to fly their exotic sports cards in an Airbus A330 so they can drive them in the wee hours of the morning on the streets of London during their multi-week summer vacations. But when the Son of God needed a ride into Jerusalem, he didn't glide in on a chariot, a noble steed, or even a camel. Instead, he rode in on a donkey colt, fulfilling the prophecy of Zechariah 9.9, where it states, Your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey. Of course, Jesus' approach was always subservient. He made himself as nothing, by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, as we read in Philippians 2, 7-8. Jesus' approach to the trappings of the world bore sharp contrast to the Pharisees of the time. While the Son of Man had no place to lay his head, as recorded in Matthew eight twenty, the priests of the day lived in mosaic-laden mansions, with elaborately painted stucco walls replete with elaborate carvings. 
Each of their rooms was filled with the finest interior furnishings. Their luxurious carved stone dining tables were adorned with fine tableware and glassware. All these trappings were paid for by the steep temple taxes levied on its citizens, many of whom struggled to make ends meet. The choice of a donkey was more than just a nod to humility. We learn in 1 Kings one thirty three that it was an animal that communicated peace when Solomon rode one and was recognized as the king of Israel. Furthermore, donkeys are very intelligent, and although it's not widely known, they are actually stronger than a horse of the same size. Though to many, Jesus appeared vulnerable precisely because he did cloak himself in humility in so many ways. He was, in fact, far stronger than those to whom he was compared, though appearances at the time were deliberately deceiving. Jesus then and now doesn't appear with an entourage courting the paparazzi and demanding notice or attention. He seeks those with hearts desiring to find him, to embrace the peace and freedom he offers, humble hearts seeking redemption and restoration. In a world where winning appearances are everything, we would do well to remember what is recorded in Matthew twenty sixteen: The last will be first, and the first will be last. And the keys to kingdom living are... His kingdom, never of this world, is cloaked in humility. And the doorpost is, Jesus found a young donkey, sat on it, and it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. John twelve fourteen to 15 Thank you for tuning in today to His GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her first two books in her Plan Door Devotion Trilogy are available on Amazon. Her bi-monthly blogs can be found at cindyyorks.com.